Welcome into A to Z Sports. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Luke Warsham in for Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over the socials, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch. We are Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network. We are powered by BetMGM. Let's thank our other sponsors before we get going this morning. They make it all happen for us. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area. Simply go to renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Your first workout's free at mandu.com. Wilson County Hyundai, need a new ride? Head out to Lebanon, wilsoncountyhyundai.com for their services. Calvin and Subtle for your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings. They are at calvinandsubtle.com. And the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So before we dive deeper into the Titans blowout win, the second blowout win of this preseason, 34-3 to over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Luke has been in Florida and Tampa and Daytona over the last week or so. Uh, did want to uh, mention uh, and give our our feelings and thoughts on the passing of former Titans GM Floyd Reese. Uh, thoughts going out to his family, his wife Sally, and the Titans organization. Uh, Zach and I worked with Floyd for two or three years, I guess it was, uh, at 1025 The Game. And uh, Floyd was a really great guy, a genuine person, very gentle, very nice guy. Um, and we definitely enjoyed our time working with Floyd. Um, unfortunately, we, we had heard somewhat recently that he had been not doing very well, but wasn't sure any other details around that. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, Floyd Reese passing away on Saturday. Uh, and I think a lot of people really felt that because you know, the first Titans that, that we all saw in this city, they were built, those rosters were built uh, by, by Floyd Reese. And I think a lot of people are Titans fans because of players that Floyd Reese brought in. Uh, he did a really good job uh, connecting that team to the to the area. So I did want to um, uh, give a a mention to the passing of Floyd Reese because you know Zach and I used to have him on our radio show every every week, uh, and he's going into the Ring of Honor and unfortunately wasn't able uh, to get there to that day to to see his name go in the Ring of Honor. So uh, Luke, I'll let you kind of share some words of of your thoughts about the passing of Floyd Reese. Yeah, and that will certainly be a really emotional day. What, what was going to be a big day of celebration and excitement, uh, I think will still be that probably for Jeff Fisher, who's also being inducted into the Ring of Honor, but it'll be a sad and emotional day. And I think, you know, personally, I did not realize the impact that Floyd Reese had on uh, football big picture, because I think we all know his Nashville impact, like you said, bringing in – the Titans players that, that a lot of us grew up with, the, the cornerstone players mm -hmm. of those early 2000s teams that were so good, and, and of course, hosting the radio show for as long as he did, right? And I think Mike Vrabel made a nice point. He said, when you're a, when you're a former GM in a city and you're beloved enough to be able to, to host a radio show and, and have people love you, it means you did something right because most of the time a former GM would get run out of town uh, for not being very good at their job. Yeah, But what stood out to me over the last couple of days since Floyd died is the impact that he had on the game as a whole. The, the people that we see or that we've seen come out with statements of, of condolences mm -hmm. from uh, Bill Belichick to Gil Brandt, right? This was someone who had a really big impact on the game of football as a whole outside of just Nashville. 
And uh, it's really sad. John Robinson was clearly emotional when he came and talked to us uh, Saturday after the game and, and gave his message. Uh, about Floyd and and like I said, it'll be a really emotional day when yeah. he is uh, inducted into the Ring of Honor. Yeah, for sure. Floyd, uh, he started as a coach. You know, most GMs these days take the scout route, but Floyd was a coach first, and he was back in in the the seventies and eighties, uh, coming up in in the coaching ranks, and he was with young Bill Belichick in Detroit. You know, he had an impact coaching on a staff with a very young Nick Saban, and it's crazy of how deep those uh, roots go for Floyd Reese. And, and Bill Belichick mentioned that Floyd was on the, fir- uh, the forefront of strength and conditioning programs in the NFL. And I, I remember hearing stories uh, of Floyd doing that. And, and it was ironic, unfortunately, Friday night, I was doing some cleaning around my office, and I found a roast of Floyd Reese uh, badge uh, of where we went to that event in the summer of 2016 where everybody just roasted Floyd, and it was hilarious. The I, it was such a it was one of the nights where you wake up the next morning and your abs and your face are sore from laughing <laughs> so much. Um, and you know, and so Titans for Life asked, you know, does anyone know how he passed away? I, I'm not gonna. It's not my job to say specifically because I don't think I've seen that reported um, out there publicly. So I'm not. I'm gonna shy away from that. Uh, but Floyd Reese passing away. Um, Saturday at the age of 73. So did want to give several moments to, to talk about Floyd uh, because of a big impact he's had on a lot of people in the Nashville area. Now, several of you guys have also um, mentioned the COVID test of Mike Vrabel. So yes, we were going to bring that up, Luke. I don't, I don't think there's uh, – and now people are saying that he had cancer. So I guess that was reported. So, yeah, yeah Floyd Paul, did- Paul had him uh, – Paul wrote that he had esophageal cancer okay. and, and cool. Jim also – had that and that's and that's what buck zach and i had learned about a month six weeks ago that that's what he had had esophageal cancer uh which is you know sounds horrible um so mike vrabel with uh with covid test you know i don't know the impact that this is going to have specifically luke i'll give you a few seconds to talk Mm -hmm. about that and what you think i know you were somewhat around mike vrabel the last several (laughs) days yeah uh, but nothing inside of that six foot bubble yeah, Stephen asks, were you close to Mike Vrabel before he had announced he had COVID? Uh, no, I was not uh, at post-game. There's sometimes I get a little bit closer to him if I'm, like, putting my recorder on the table, but I had it on there before he even walked in, so I never got within six feet of Mike so, Vrabel. So, so, sigh of relief for you. Yeah, like, oh, good. Man, good thing I put that recorder up there <laughs> <Yeah>. early. <laughs> good, good to go in that department. No, I mean, Vrabel's going to be okay. He He's vaccinated. He's a, he's a healthy guy. Uh, so, I, I think it – you know, sometimes when someone gets COVID, the response is, oh, dear, how are they going to be health-wise? Uh, Mike Vrabel's in, in good shape, so I think we can uh, respectfully talk about the football impact. And, and I really don't know what that's going to be. They they practice uh, today, I think, uh, is what I saw in the email. So I don't know who's going to be running practice. I would imagine Shane Bowen is who I would guess. Hey, this is what Jim Schwartz was brought here for, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like there may be a chance he coaches on during the game on, on Saturday because when you're vaccinated, you just have to show uh, two negative tests and uh, and be asymptomatic. And, you know, by Friday or Saturday, I feel like he could do that, especially being at home. That makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. Uh, but but that's not something to speculate about. He'll be fine for the regular season. This isn't a, a 
big issue. Yeah, I and you think. hope this, you know, you hope it ends with Vrabel, right? You hope it doesn't continue to chain reaction yes, like it did yes. last football season, where the Titans were in a lot of, you know, issues with having twenty-three or so people test positive in that two-week stretch there. So you know, and luckily it's August twenty-third. You know, September twelfth is the first game, so he should be back. You know, maybe by the time the, the end of this week, or especially the week going into that kind of bye week before the week one season gets here. So uh, yeah. it's it's it, you know it's a the best timing to get COVID is probably around right now because you've mm-hmm. got a lot of things established from training camp. You've got your routines. You've got the a lot of work done through two preseason games, and yeah. now you've got preseason game three that weird new off week before week one. So uh, hopefully uh, it does end with Mike Vrabel, which the Titans feel like and, and said that nobody else tested positive yesterday morning when Vrabel did. So we'll have to keep an yeah. eye on that as we move forward. Quickly from Jerry, do vaccinated players get the same fine and treatment as non-vaccinated? There's no fine for getting COVID. Yeah, you can't get fined for getting sick. Like that's like, unless you like completely violate protocols, then, then you could get fined. Yeah, but, I think the Supreme Court of the United States would have a field day with that one. Oh, yeah, no kidding. All right, so let's get to the game, Luke, um, because the Titans, again, 34-3, to flat-out dominated the Bucks. Now, the Bucks weren't playing any starters. The Titans dressed a lot of starters but didn't play the starters. But you did see Julio Jones for the first time wearing a game jersey. Yeah. Uh, A.J. Brown was out there. I thought it was interesting. Darrington Evans – was actually dressed out too, which we haven't seen him since he got yeah. hurt Friday against Atlanta. Uh, so I thought overall, what was your what was your main takeaway from the dominance yet again from twenty three to three over Atlanta to thirty four to three over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Saturday? Yeah, I think it was really exciting to see the debut of the two defensive backs that the Titans drafted, Elijah Molden and Caleb Farley, and we'll we'll get more into Molden in a minute. But that was a lot of fun seeing those guys out there. I know that all of us in the press box, the the Titans reporters, we were, you know, pretty much every play, someone was saying, you know, where's Farley lined up? And that's kind of what we would be watching. So it was really exciting uh, for that. And you you have to like the performance of the defense again, holding the opponent to just a field goal. It is just preseason. It is the backups. But, you know, I, I think it illustrates the Titans have some, some good depth defensively. Uh, also, you know, last year the Titans were toward the top of the league in turnovers. It's one of the stats that kept them afloat while the, the third down defense was so bad. And and that's keeping up. Some of these new safeties that the Titans have brought in with Dane Crookshank and Matthias Farley being hurt are really owning their opportunities and, and making some, some big-time plays. And Vrabel was asked about that, and he said, well, you know, it's really hard to evaluate the guys who aren't out there. And so to see guys like uh, Bradley McDougal, for example, taking advantage of their opportunities, yeah. uh, a lot of good things to take away from from this game, certainly. And I didn't realize Bradley McDougal has started like 80-something games in the NFL, which yeah. I, I heard that on the broadcast, and I was like, holy crap. St. Louis, L.A., right? Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, you'd think a guy that's you know has that much experience getting added this late to the roster, but clearly making an impact. I mean, we, we kind of thought – like, oh, well, this roster's kind of set, right? Well, I yeah. don't know about that. Like, there's yeah. a lot of people that are pushing and making a great case to make this team. So, Luke, let's go ahead and get everybody else involved here uh, this morning by asking this question and reading your responses. The Titans have outscored the Bucks and Falcons by a combined 57-6. to Combined 57-6. to Is that a big deal 
small deal or no deal through two preseason games, 57 to six combined score. Is it a big deal, small deal, or no deal through these two preseason games? We'll read your answers and give our answers here in a second. But first, let me tell you guys about the workout I got in yesterday. Mandu.com. Your first workout is free. I'm already starting to feel the soreness coming along. Mandu.com. It's a 15 minute workout. 15 minutes. That's it. And it simulates over five hours in the weight room with full body electronic muscle stimulation. So it's getting deep within those muscle fibers, but it's putting zero stress on your joints and those old or current injuries. And so Mandu is for everybody that you can go in there and you can be, there's 80 plus 90 plus year old people working out at Mandu because it helps strengthen their bones. It helps help them with functional strength as you get older. And there's college athletes who use Mandu. It is literally for anybody and it can help you achieve your fitness goals right there at mandu.com. And our friends at BetMGM have a great deal going on for you today. Today, if you put a $1 money line wager on a Braves or Yankees player to hit a home run and that happens, that $1 becomes $100. And with all of the big time sluggers that are in that game, Freddie Freeman, Aaron Judge and such, that's probably the, the odds are in your favor of that being of that ended up happening. So be sure to head to BetMGM. The promo code you need to use for that is not the one you see on your screen there. A to Z100 is the promo code. Again, put a $1 money line wager on a Braves or Yankees player to hit a home run, and that $1 can become 100 bucks. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this Monday. Luke Warsham is in Daytona uh, as he's flying back to Nashville today. So the question we're asking is, Titans outscoring the Bucks and Falcons uh, combined 57 to 6. Is that a big deal, small deal, or no deal? Justin says small deal. Darren says whatever happened to Zach. Zach is going to – I think Zach is going to be back tomorrow. Uh, as I texted with him yesterday, I'll talk with him after the show today. He's been in Dallas and working on – uh, the launch of our new market there. So he'll be back. He's been working hard uh, there. So Louis says no deal. G-Men says no deal. It's preseason. Nick Martinez says all caps, big deal. Karen says big deal. Zach Kidwell says small deal. Farrell with a no deal. I knew we would have well representation from all three answers. Yeah. I knew it would be all over the board with this. Uh, Steve says need offensive line depth. Uh, will they pick up? Will the Titans pick up any guys from other teams to add depth? That's something we'll we'll get into here in a little bit. Uh, and and Z- uh, Luke and Buck and I will have something at the end of this week about the roster that we'll talk about. Daniel is a no deal. Lane's a no deal. Mudgy. I don't know if I've seen Mudgy Ferris unless there's a name change saying small deal there. Um, Larry says big deal. That bear call sack was very impressive. We'll talk about Elijah Moulton. Uh, later on, Donald says small deal. The defense looks good, albeit against mostly backups. But again, like the Titans, pl- the Titans are playing more defensive starters than offensive starters. But their defensive backups are playing the majority of these snaps. So, Luke, I'll ask you: big deal, small deal, no deal? That the Titans have outscored the Falcons and Bucks a combined fifty-seven to six. Small deal. It definitely matters. It's definitely not nothing. It's not a huge deal because it is the preseason and this is backup players. But like I said a minute ago, I, I think this illustrates a couple of things about the Titans defense. It illustrates the improved depth and the fact that, you know, Elijah Molden is playing an entire preseason game and he might not even be the, the starter, theoretically. He, he, he might now. I mean, uh, Chris Jackson was hurt on a Saturday night, which is why Molden played so much out of the slot. 
and, and several other depth players are showing out too, like Rashad Weaver we talked about, Bradley McDougald, a, a depth player at safety showing out. So that's very exciting. Uh, it's also very exciting that this defense doesn't look confused anymore. We've made this point a few times that this is no longer a defense that is erratic and running around with its head cut off, kind of looking around saying, well, what, what are we supposed to be doing? Right. That That's not the case anymore. They're on the same page. They're, they're synced up with Shane Bowen. And so he, even if the defense isn't very good this year, the communication and the conceptual understanding doesn't look like it will be a, a reason why the defense doesn't succeed. Yeah, and, and so Dom says, if the shoe was on the other foot, everyone would be crying. Stop it. This is a big deal. That I mean, is I, very I, true. That's true. Dom, Dom's right. If the Titans were outscored by the Bucks and Falcons 57-6. to six, It would be panic, catastrophe, oh disaster gosh. in Nashville. Yes, it, it would be because the, like, you the can't even score a touchdown. Would be out. It, because it's it's you can't score a touchdown. Todd Downing sucks. The defense still sucks, and Shane Bowen's bad. Even at it would be all of those things. <laughs> Absolutely, but it's not. So he, he, I was thinking about this, this this morning, Luke, before we talked even earlier. Is that and I do think Dom deserves a love of the show because he is absolutely correct, Danny. Uh, but going into the going into training camp, like in the spring, like. We were thinking of what are the biggest concerns about the Titans roster? Pre Julio Jones trade, wide receiver was a big concern and depth of it, right? The kicker was a big concern and backup quarterback was a big concern. And we knew there would be a battle for the starting right tackle position. Like going it, like right now, I think you feel a lot, I think you feel pretty good about all of those. Like yeah. wide receiver depth, no longer concern. And even without Julio Jones, they look really deep. Kicking Sam Ficken, 58 yards and it, it drilled it. It was good for 65. How about that? And, and Vrabel said yesterday in, in his I Have COVID press conference that uh, Ficken is stronger. James Wilhoyt told Vrabel that Ficken is kicking with more confidence. And as a result, like, it's there's more power on the ball. It's not those like wobbly doohickeys we would see in training camp. Yeah, I said uh, when Sam Ficken arrived, I thought he had a pretty strong leg to begin with because he looks like everybody has that buddy who is like really skinny, scrawny looking guy, but you hit him on the tee box on the golf course and he gets his driver out and just rips it 300 yards. And you're like, how does this guy who weighs a buck 50 just drive it that far? But that's what Sam Ficken does. He's a tiny little thin guy and he's got a big leg there. So, uh, but he's been impressive. Now, what else did I mention? Uh, backup quarterback, both backup quarterbacks have been able to throw touchdown passes yeah. in each preseason game. And then the right tackle job, maybe you're not certain on what you have there, but Dylan Radens and the other guys who are playing in these games are battling for probably the third spot, right? Yeah. Because the winner of the winner and the backup to right tackle is going to be either Kendall Lamb or Ty Sambrilo. And mm -hmm. so you know you've got at least that depth there. The offensive line depth is a concern, but it's a concern at like O-lineman number 9 and 10, yeah, not in the top 8. None of those guys we saw out there on Saturday other than uh, Sam Brilo and Raidens are making the team. So I'm not – and I've said that over and over again. Like th this is just – you have to have bodies. It's the preseason. This isn't – Yeah, and yeah. Mike Vrabel even said – I was watching the – the uh, news two broadcast and Corey Curtis 
was like, yeah, so the, you know, the offensive linemen, they're out there uh, doing what they – and Vrabel was just kind of laughing. He's like, yep, these are the guys we got, you know. Just roll with them. <laughs> really? Oh, my gosh, <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Was, and he was just like, yep, they, you know, they're out there working hard. This is who we have. <laughs> Brett <laughs> so, needs to kick better. <laughs> yeah. But, no, uh, again, like, Dylan Radins is – you might be a little, like, bummed out or slightly disappointed in the lack of progress that Dylan Radins has, has made. But again, like there's so much rust going on with Dylan Radins in yeah. a big jump from <clears throat> North Dakota State and the FCS level up to uh, the uh, NFL level and what he's having to do and what he's having to go against. So <clears throat> overall, Luke, I think you're right with the small deal. It's not everything, but I do think this might be the deepest, most competitive 85 players the Titans have had since I've been covering the team. Yeah, a couple of things on that. First of all, you mentioned wide receiver position. Chester Rogers is going to help this team win games this year. Man, oh, yeah. he, he made a great contested catch early on a throw from Barkley. Uh, the big kick return, I know it got called back, but that's the second week in a row he's made a huge return. And I'll say this on that kick return. Like the block, the, the penalty on Weaver had nothing to do with the outcome of okay, the return. Because I never saw a replay. Yeah, so, so it was I, I Weaver. Know. Weaver had a double, had an illegal double team where he, there was a, a, a Tampa Bay Buck player was coming off of a block from another Titans uh, blocker and Weaver hit him like kind of a tag team double team. But he was on the left side of the field and Rodgers was already breaking right. Okay. Like it had zero impact on Rodgers busting that, that, uh, that return. And the second thing I want to say is I I think our friend Teresa Walker from AP made a good point on Twitter the other day where she said, you know, for years on cut down day, the Titans were the ones sitting there reaching for everybody else's scraps. Whereas this year, it's going to be the Titans cutting several players that other teams are going to want. And that's a sign of not only their progress as a franchise, but also for right now, they're pretty deep team. Yeah, for sure. Steven says, yeah, but that kicker got that angle on Rodgers. Like, yeah, that's Ryan Suckup. Ryan Suckup's a good athlete. Like, that Ryan wasn't Suckup, Ryan Suckup. It wasn't? No, I thought it was Ryan Suckup. Off for them. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Ryan Suckup's a good athlete. So if Ryan Suckup gets a tackle <laughs> like that, I'm not surprised. <laughs> but anyway, so cut down days again tomorrow uh, afternoon, right, Luke? They cut down from 85 yeah. to 80. So five more guys. And I'm going to go ahead and say I think Paul Adams is going to get cut again or put on injured reserve. He broke I'm, his wrist. I mean, that was – Huh? Who? Paul Adams. Plays what position? Offensive line. He was he's the local CPA kid who they cut last week, then they had to bring him back. Okay. But I think there's one guy down. Paul Adams is is down uh because that guy broke his wrist. And it was clear as day uh in that game of what happened. So uh unfortunately for Paul Adams out of Missouri, locally from the Nashville area. He will probably go on injured reserve or be waived injured, uh, one of the two by tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of any others that are on the chopping block. I, uh, I, I, I can't. I mean, there's not a lot of obvious ones at this point, which is cr- the crazy thing to say. I mean, if they can thin maybe, down some of the offensive linemen that won't be here, but they need those guys to play Saturday. Maybe some of these cornerbacks, like uh, uh, Body Calhoun. Yeah, or, all or, the corners who are making plays, like, like you know. Well, I mean, they're not going to make the team anyway. I know is what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure, they have to cut five players, and I think Paul Adams is one because of the injury. And so uh, maybe it's I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see who they decide. Uh, to go ahead and get rid of. All right, A to Z Sports, let's talk some of these players that played really, really well. Elijah Molden, 
mm-hmm. I thought played incredibly well. And I have two former Titans DBs that I think we can compare Elijah Molden to. But first, let me tell you guys about our friends at Calvin and Subtle. Calvinandsubtle.com is where to go if you are looking to upgrade your home. Make your home have more value. Brand new hardwood floors is one way to do it. And brand new hardwood floors uh, is a great thing to have because when you, you're living in your house and you get those new shiny hardwood floors, you feel good about it. CalvinAndSettle.com can do it for you. They've got great product and also great customer service around the entire mid-state. So go to CalvinAndSettle.com or their phone number 615-448-6414, CalvinAndSettle.com. And I want to tell you again about our friends at BetMGM because they've got a great deal going on for you today. If you use the promo code A to Z100, again, it's not the one you see on your screen there, A to Z100, you can put a $1 money line wager on a Braves or a Yankees player to hit a home run tonight. And if that happens, that $1 is going to become $100. It's a great deal for you to take advantage of tonight because that's probably going to happen with some of the sluggers that uh, Atlanta and New York have on their respective rosters. So be sure to take advantage of that today on BetMGM. Download their app because they are the king of sports books. Yep, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years old or must be president of Tennessee for gambling problem support. Call the Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Elijah Molden, uh, Luke, I think two Titans defensive backs that he draws comparison to. Okay. Uh, and one of them – I know uh, one of them that you're going to say. I don't know the other one. One of them I tweeted about, and that yeah. is Cortland Finnegan. Because you know the play that Elijah Moulton had was uh, when he crawled, he got on all fours. It looked like he was going through like an army yeah. obstacle course to get to get under uh, there and to make that play. I mean, just and what did he say? He blacked out. He just didn't really remember exactly what happened, but he just knew he had to get there, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, well, he had a funny quote too. He said uh, he got asked, "Did you go under their legs?" And he said. They're six six and six seven. I'm five ten. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, which is a great answer. And so I think Elijah Molden, in everything that he does, his scrappiness of that play reminded me of Cortland Finnegan and, and being able to play the slot and blitz and be effective getting after the quarterback and in coverage to play the slot. That's where I, I think he reminded me of Cortland Finnegan a little bit. And then the other one, which Buck Rising wrote about on our website, a to Z sports was Logan Ryan and the ability for a versatile corner to play a lot of different positions yeah. because Elijah Molden can play that slot where I don't know if Logan Ryan deserved a lot of credit for how well he played that position as the Titans nickel. He was also good on the outside. And now what's he doing in New York? He's playing safety. So I think Elijah Molden yeah. could literally play safety nickel or outside corner and be effective. So I think two Really, really good Titans DBs of the past. Elijah Moulton and, and uh, Titans Flash says Logan Ryan, but way more athletic. And maybe we, I don't know if we know enough about yeah. Elijah Moulton's athletic profile yet to know if he's more athletic or not. But well, he's certainly more athletic than the Logan Ryan the Titans had in 2019. No doubt, no doubt. But again, like he's also like 10 years younger. So exactly. Well, that and, and that's but that's part of it, right? Logan Ryan was an exceptional player for the Titans until the very end when it became clear that he wasn't able to run man-to-man coverage with you know, the, the really fast receivers in the league, which is why he's playing safety in the Meadowlands right now. Exactly, exactly. But you get someone with a very similar skill set, very similar position versatility. Like Logan Ryan was a great blitzer. You know what Elijah Molden proved on Saturday? He's a great blitzer. 
You get someone like Logan Ryan with that positional versatility who, who does a lot of the same things, but 10 years younger, that's a big deal. Yeah, and Ronnie says, listen, Molden's uh, ceiling, in his opinion, is a poor man's honey badger. Honey Badger tweeted about uh, yeah. Elijah and, Molden and yesterday. I, I think there's a lot of the, uh, the the play style fits. That's why I said Cortland Finnegan and Honey Badger, like they're the same type of guy. Like yeah. they're, they're the scrappiness, they're undersized, and they have an attitude of, I'm going to go mess you up on the football field. Uh, and and so I do think, I think, I think Elijah Molden is a player that you can be really excited about because this was his first game. He didn't play in Atlanta. And yeah. so he's, but, and the good, Chris Jackson went down in pregame warmups. We don't really know what happened or why. We'll see. Like Titans practice, they do practice later today. It, it was honestly weird. I noticed him walk in, and honestly, my first thought was, "Oh, he must have forgotten something, like a, a wristband, or you know, I don't know." And then he didn't play, and so I was like, "Well, I guess he got hurt." And Marvin says Chris Jackson never flashed like a molded. Like, well, Mold- Chris Jackson was a seventh round draft pick. Yeah, Elijah but- Molden, some people thought would be a. a Second round pick. Yes, Elijah Molden pick one hundred, right? And and Chris Jackson was two something. Uh, you know, Corlin Finnegan was a seventh round draft pick, so he looks like a Elijah Molden could be that type of player. Logan Ryan was a third round guy, but but still, like I like I like Elijah Molden quite a bit, just mm-hmm. in his first opportunity to get out there and make some plays. And Steel Titan says Molden probably can't run fat with fast receivers either. With that versatile D- uh, DB is important to have for the Titans defense. Missed that presence last year. They definitely missed that last year of the aggressive, versatile guy. And I think, you know, Molden probably wouldn't have played a whole lot had Chris Jackson been active. But as we talked about with Bradley McDougal, he took advantage of his opportunities, something that Mike Vrabel loves to talk about. And and I think that if the season started this Sunday, if the Arizona game was whatever date this Sunday is, I think Elijah Molden would be their starting slot corner, no? Well, Even so if Jackson was healthy. Marvin said, yeah, but Jackson's projected as a starter at nickel. I, I still think Chris Jackson has earned a certain level of trust because I think Chris Jackson's had a pretty good camp. Like I, I you know, he, he has, but he's not he, Elijah Molden. No, 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 no. Uh, Chris Jackson is a lower ceiling. There's a reason why he was drafted in the seventh round. There's a reason why Elijah Molden was drafted higher, right? Obviously. But I think at this point, like now – it's a much like the competition has been amped up a quite a bit for that job. And it makes you feel even better about not needing Christian Fulton to have to slide inside. Yeah. Cause Christian Fulton is, is better on the outside. It seems then uh, Jack rabbit on the outside. You can allow for Caleb Farley to play a little bit more to kind of knock off that rust. And I want to ask you about him in a second, but then Elijah mold and Chris Jackson, you have two competent inside options right now that you can feel pretty good about because I still think you can feel good about the depth that Chris Jackson gives you. So Luke, what did you think of Caleb Farley's first action? I I did see him kind of throw his shoulder in there in the run game on a tackle, which was good to see his aggressive ability to not, uh, you know, shy away from that. But what did you think about Caleb Farley in his first uh, game as a whole? I think there's one major difference between Farley and Molden right now, and I'm I'm going to write about this later today. Well, not not later today, but tomorrow because we've yes. got some fun website stuff oh, going yeah. on today. We do have some fun website news to come up uh, soon. Yes, but um, yeah, the biggest difference between Elijah Molden and Caleb Farley right now is the word comfortable. Yeah. And I was thinking about that sitting in the press box on on Saturday that. You know, Caleb Farley just still looks really raw. Right now, he's size, speed, and not much more than that. And he'll get there eventually, right? He hadn't played football in a year. He's a rookie. This is not an indictment of Caleb Farley. It's just where he is right now. Whereas Elijah Molden walked out there 
and looked like he freaking owned the place. Like he was just super comfortable. Whereas Farley kind of always looks like he's playing run and chase and like he's a little bit behind and you don't win in football when you're playing run and chase. Yeah, exactly. Travis, stuck a in good the comment. Uh, Caleb looked stuck in the mud, but that's okay being his first game in two exactly. years. Exactly. Yeah, uh, this yeah. isn't an indictment of Caleb Farley again. No, it's just the situation, right? The situation yeah. of the guy who hasn't played a game in two years. <laughs> and so I was, I, like I said, I was thinking that uh, during the game and then Mike Vrabel actually came out and, and used that word in his uh, press conference when he was talking about uh, Elijah Molden. Is he, he used the word comfortable. I'm trying to find the exact quote, but it's eluding me, so we'll just have to stick with the paraphrase. Yep. I mean, he said Molden looked comfortable out there, which you can't really say about Farley just yet. No, and I did see it was a good moment where Farley got beat on the out and up from Scotty Miller. Now, Scotty Miller caught it, but stepped out of bounds. So, yeah. Farley got away with it, right? But right after that, Jack Rabbit Jenkins was on with Caleb Farley, working on something, talking through something of, of how to you know avoid that situation or coaching up his teammate on that, which, you know, I didn't know much about Janoris Jenkins before he became Jack Rabbit with the Titans, but I've been very uh, – uh, pleased with you know his approach to being a veteran teammate and how one how well Jackrabbit's playing and two his overall ability of being that veteran leader to help out the younger guys. Jenkins is a coach on the field and and someone asked him I forget who it was it was like you know what what motivates you to do that like why do you why are you sort of that way like you said you know the bad play happens pull him aside immediately he said well, that's my job like that that's why they're paying me that's part of part of the the situation yeah and I thought it was also telling on Farley's first day of team drills when he struggled, the first two people he went to was Anthony Midget, the DB coach, yep, and Jack Rabbit Jenkins. Yep, no doubt about that. A to Z Sports here live on this Monday. Daytona Luke is with us. He's flying back today. So I'll be at practice today, uh, 12 15 to 2 for Titans practice today. So I'll be out there. Luke will be back and uh, probably be out at practice tomorrow uh, as well. So uh, here's a question Our guy, Des Fitzpatrick. Caught a touchdown, mm -hmm. and I felt happy for him. I did because he was pressing. But now we ask, ask you guys this question. Does catching a touchdown improve Des Fitzpatrick's chances of making the Titans roster? Does catching a touchdown improve Des Fitzpatrick's chances of making the Titans roster? But first, let me tell you guys about our friends at the Bone & Joint Institute. Guys, they can help you out a lot because injuries, like in football, injuries happen in life. And you need to know who to go to, who to trust for you to get back to health as quickly and as efficiently as possible. And the folks at the Bone and Joint Institute can absolutely help you do that. Boneandjointtn.org. That's boneandjointtn.org. They have over a dozen doctors there at their facility who can specialize in literally anything, any type of physical injury you have, whether it's uh, foot and ankle, knees, hips. Uh, back, shoulders, they've got concussion, they've got a great uh, physical therapy facility on campus there at the Bone & Joint Institute. It's right off of I-65, it's easy to get to, boneandjointtn.org. Today, if you sign up with our friends at BetMGM, if you download their app and you give them the promo code A to Z100, they will give you a $1 money line bet on a Braves or Yankees player to hit a home run, and if it happens, that $1 becomes $100. That's right, right there at BetMGM. Okay, so Luke, Des Fitzpatrick catches a touchdown. Yes. Uh, what did you think of the touchdown? What did you think of the play? What a great throw. 
Uh, well, it was good enough. It should have been farther downfield. Uh, I mean, he got open. He ran a nice route. And look, I've been saying for weeks that they need to do something to jumpstart this guy, something artificial if necessary, uh, because that guy was losing confidence, you know, very, very quickly. And so you had to do something to get himself out of his head. And so I think that does that. It, it, he caught a pass on his first snap of the game earlier. And Logan Woodside had a comment after the game where he said, you know, that can a, a play like that can turn the course of a season for someone like Des Fitzpatrick, who was just so struggling to, to master consistency and catch on. Uh, so, you know, to your question, does he make the roster now that he caught a touchdown? No, does it improve know. his chances to make a roster? I don't know that there's that a, there's a, the phrasing is important. I don't know that that plays specifically. Like, I don't think John Robinson is going to be sitting in the cut room going, but he caught that touchdown against the box. You know what I think it does happen is, is it might jumpstart him over the next week on a trajectory to be in a better place. You know, the practices might look a little bit better coming up. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly how I feel about it. Cause a lot of you guys said, no, it doesn't do anything. I mean, there was a string of answers of like eight or nine no's in a row uh, of that. But I do think, I do think it could because it, the answer for yes is that this helps his confidence today in practice. And he goes out there with a better feel about himself and his abilities and has a good couple of days of practice uh, today and tomorrow. Then he does a, uh, another good practice on Thursday. And then maybe Saturday against Chicago, he gets more opportunity. Maybe he gets in there a little early. We don't know what the Titans' plan is going to be of playing you know, starters or not. Uh, on Saturday yet, and we probably won't know until the game kicks off. But I think you got to feel a lot better for him because, and somebody brought it up in the comments. It's, uh, Noah says, Charles Davis said it best. No one on the Titans roster needed that more than Des Fitzpatrick. Hopefully it gives him the, the confidence to keep getting better and make this roster because it's so tough, man. Like these wide receivers, I don't truly know what's going to happen because they have 11 guys, right? Set, I think they're going to keep seven, which means you got to cut four. And then the top three are going to make it Julio, AJ, Josh Reynolds. So you got to keep four and then cut four. I think Chester Rogers, Marcus Johnson are make this, making this team. I think they're telling you with playtime that Nick Westbrook-Akine is making this team. Like, if he wasn't making this team automatically, they'd probably have him out there for a lot more snaps. I think Fred Brown's going to get cut. But I still like him for like a practice squad thing uh, uh, opportunity, and so you know it's just like Mason Kinsey, Cam Batson, uh, Des Fitzpatrick, Racy McMath. It's what's who is going to come out of those group of guys to be the last two guys that end up in this roster? And you've got two guys that are draft picks, and two guys and Cam Batson and Kinsey who have been more productive in these games. But like Mason Kinsey's out there getting a lot of targets because. Part of me tells me that they're not going to keep Mason Kinsey on the roster because Chester Rogers does that, and they don't want Chester Rogers getting all these targets in August. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, like, I, I feel like, I, I feel like it's almost decided that NWI Johnson Rogers are on this team, and there's one more spot left. I just don't see NWI. I I do. I think I think he's on the team. If he wasn't. If he wasn't on the team, then they would keep him out there longer because they wanted to see more in him. I, maybe, I think they, maybe, maybe they already know that they're going to cut it. Did you ever think about that? 
<laughs> but then why why is he starting I, I in the preseason? Know. You know what I'm saying? Like, why you know? Like I just Marcus don't think Darcy's, there's a spot for him. You know, right? And uh, Zach says, "Has Marcus played? I haven't noticed him." Mariota. Marcus Johnson's not playing because, uh, you know, he's he's on the team. Like they don't want him to get hurt. Yeah, Does that make sense to you. Uh, yes, it does because Johnson has gotten himself to that point. Right now, we do have some news that came out one yeah, minute ago. I was from a distracted Shepard. by by this yeah, news. I, I think we we both got distracted because I was trying to see <laughs> if it was true because you guys started commenting it. Adam Schefter uh, tweets this two minutes ago. Uh, AJ Brown is expected to be ready for the start of the regular season despite a knee injury that recently sidelined him during recent practices per a source. So now we know A.J. Brown has been dealing with a knee injury. Uh, the Titans think it's okay. You know, that it, it only makes sense, right? Yes. And this, this is the problem. Go back what we talked to on uh, – or talked about on Friday. I think it was Friday. Whenever we talked about Mike Vrabel handling injuries, I, I was it you who's like, guys – A.J. Brown was suited up. Let's end this notion that he is injured. Well, now you look dumb by no fault of your own because the evidence that was in front of you pointed him not being hurt, right? He suited up for the preseason game. Julio did not, by the way. I I never saw Julio. He was. He was out there. He was? He was, yeah. I never saw him in a game jersey. I saw him. He was out there. but um, I I watched the the, – I watched the I watched it Sunday. I watched the replay, and okay. he was out there. He was wearing well, shoulder pads. He was wearing a backwards hat, and he was hanging out on the sideline. But you know, you're the, Mike Vrabel creates needless confusion. Mike, he could have simply said, "AJ is dealing with something. We'll get him back out there as soon as possible." Done. Over. Instead, when he says AJ's unavailable, you got to follow up to that. Ben Arthur, the Tennessean. He just confuses us. And so now we've got people out there like the playing the, the Izzy Rizzini game, and that doesn't help the Titans. I, it's very the, frustrating. Is this concerning that AJ had the knee injury all last year? Now, he played insanely I, uh, well. Yeah, that's my response to that. How did he play last year? Right. But again, like now you're stacking knee injuries, right? Because part of the part of the, some of the discussion of why the Titans were probably not going to re-sign Johnny Smith and um, again, I'm not trying to jump to conclusions here, patience. But part of the reason why the Titans were more out on letting Johnny walk was one, the money was too much. Two, is that he had knee injuries stacking up year over year. Now, AJ Brown, this is the second season in a row, second training camp in a row, where we've had to be curious about AJ Brown week one's availability because of a knee injury. Mm-hmm. He missed two games in week two and week three with a bone bruise. Now, he had a Pro Bowl season and had both knees worked on right afterwards. He looked fantastic in the first week plus of training camp. Healthy, he said, I'm healthy, and I think all you guys can tell. And now he's not healthy anymore, and he's dealing with another knee injury. So at, at what point does this continue the, the, the ongoing knee issues of A.J. Brown? Does it become a concern? I'm not saying it's right now, but it's just part of his resume of, you know, the Titans are going to re-sign A.J. Brown to a massive contract after this season, before his fourth year. 
That's going to happen. Now, maybe the Titans can, in, in some negotiation tactics, can use multiple knee injuries to lower the price. <laughs> but, but I think yeah. that's about all this means. Probably. Um, yeah, it's, it's really tough. I, I think it's concerning because of the history there. But I just go back to how did he play? And he played exceptionally well. And, it, and he's had plenty of time to rest. This, this happened. So I, I guess, do you remember we were standing in the back of the end zone uh, with Emily Prow? We were joking about how she was standing in the shade next to the speaker, right? Yep. On, there was a play right then, I think, is when this happened, no? Potentially, yeah. I mean, there was, yeah. I mean, that, that and, makes sense. And we sense. were standing there saying, is he hurt? Did something happen? And, you know, I don't think it's that big of a deal. That was a few weeks ago, so it's going to be over a month of recovery before the season. He's going to be fine. Like, I don't think this is sound the alarms panic moment. Granted, <laughs> I catch myself saying that a lot. There aren't many things that get me to sound the alarm panic when it comes to the NFL. Yeah. So it, it's very interesting. But if you missed it, Adam Schefter tweeted this morning that A.J. Brown is expected to be ready for week one, but he's been dealing with a knee injury and that has kept him out of uh, – training camp practices for the last couple of weeks for the most part. Now he was there going through individual period a week ago yet uh, from today, right? In Nissan stadium went through. That's some what I was told, but I did he actually, yeah, I have video of him going through individual. Like I was okay. watching it. Like he was, him, <laughs> okay. he did the ladder drill where he tucks the ball and punches the, the, okay. the medicine okay. ball away and did all those. He ran routes on air. Like he did all the individual okay. things. A week ago today, well, and, and I think that's uh, that's a sign, and a good sign, no? Yeah, I would think so. And the fact that you know, I, I did find it interesting that they dressed everybody in that preseason game. They dressed AJ, they dressed Julio, they dressed Darrington Evans, who has been, you know, out for a week at that point. And so it makes you feel a little bit better. I don't know, but uh, very interesting uh, news from Adam Schefter this morning. So. All right, Luke, let's go ahead and have this conversation. Were you right over a week ago and everybody else uh, that was <laughs> mad at you, do they owe you an apology or uh, was this just you being ahead of the curve? We'll get to that in the backup quarterbacks here in a second. But first, let me tell you guys about our friends at Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com to go check out their inventory. Wilson County Hyundai in Lebanon uh, to find your new vehicle They've got great inventory, and they will help you out with getting that right car for you, whether it's the brand-new Hyundai Palisade. They've got the best uh, selection of Hyundai Palisades in the mid-state for you right there in Lebanon. Again, WilsonCountyHyundai.com, quick trip, I-40, exit 236, right, right, right off the interstate there for Wilson County Hyundai. Payne Bone and his team will do the right thing for you and your search for a new vehicle. So check them out, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Today, if you download the BetMGM app, you sign up with them, and you use the promo code A to Z100, you'll get a $1 money line bet on the Braves or the Yankees to hit a home run tonight. And if that happens, that $1 becomes a one becomes $100, and that's on BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. All right, Luke, you said after yes. or during the Falcons' preseason game that you <laughs> thought Bar Matt Barkley was a better quarterback yeah. And Logan Woodside. Titans media jumped on your case. It caused quite a stir. I, yes. I, I mean, you were being mentioned on the radio airwaves. People were talking about it. 
Luke Warsham, now Daytona Luke today, was making his waves around Titans media circles for your hot take about the backup quarterback job. Well, yeah, it was very strange. Was and, you Luke know, right? I, I will say this. You know how we always poke fun at Joe Rexroad with, with Nick Westbrook Aquina? Yeah. That that was me in the press box Saturday night. Every time Barkley did something, I everybody go, oh, Luke, there, there he is. There he is. I, There's your guy. I, I've become the Barkley boy. I don't know why. but um, Lane says Luke was right, but even a broken clock is right <laughs> twice a day. I, don't, I think Luke's got a better batting average than that. Yeah. Look. And there seems to be this misconception that I was like madly in love with Matt Barkley and was like, he is just impeccable as a backup court. Like I know Matt Barkley sucks. I just think Woodside kind of does too. <laughs> I as, just at, think at, Matt Barkley's at, less at one, at one point during the game, I heard my name called and I, and I look over and Teron Davenport is leaning back. He goes, Luke, Barkley's cheeks, man. <laughs> but So here's the thing about Matt Barkley. I do think he's better than Woodside. I would prefer him to Woodside. I don't think it's a huge thing, but I want to say two things about the difference in these two players. First of all, everyone with Woodside is like, but he knows the offense so well. I don't care. I, I just really don't care. I don't think that understanding of the offense should separate two players unless one of them is extremely deficient in that area, which Matt Barkley isn't, right? He said after the game that he's getting there – He's getting closer and closer to the point where he's able to sort of speak the Titans offense like a second language. And Matt Barkley is a smart guy. I, I looked it up while I was writing my column. He was uh, like honorable mention, academic All-American at, at USC. He graduated Honorable from- mention? God, get that out of here. You got to be all, <laughs> All-American. Second team. His yeah. junior year. He was honorable mention his senior year. But, <laughs> but beyond that, look, here's what the Titans are deciding between. Matt Barkley is a mistake-prone backup quarterback who can make big plays and open up the offense. And Logan Woodside is a mistake-free backup quarterback, but he has severely limited playmaking ability, and he and he, you know he's so afraid to to turn the ball over. That's the thing with Woodside is yes, he he plays it safe, but he's so deathly afraid of a turnover that he's never going to do anything. So the question becomes: Do you want the guy who he's not going to make any mistakes, but he's like also not really going to do anything, or do you want the guy that might make some mistakes? but he also might make a lot of explosive plays like we saw Saturday night. And I think that people who are acting like that isn't a difficult choice are, are underestimating this. And yeah, I've, been so talk, the- I've been talking for a while, but, but one last quick thing, and that is that them rotating the quarterbacks on Saturday absolutely proves that this is an open competition. So let's ask the question, because I agree with you. I think it's definitely open that there's no – because we, we, we thought there that there's no way somebody else was going to come in and unseat – Logan Woodside as Tannehill's backup. Uh, so let's ask the question, which Titans backup do you prefer? Is it the incumbent Logan Woodside, or do you like the new guy in uh, Matt Barkley? Justin says Daytona Luke has been vindicated. Uh, Debbie says Matt <laughs> Barkley. Michael says Barkley was, was always better, also had more experience playing in game. There's no doubt about that. Well, the experience thing, it's bad experience. 11 well, touchdowns, 22 interceptions. I don't know. Good experience, matters. bad experience. It's more than uh, Logan Woodside's fake punt uh, completion. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's see more comments to read. Uh, uh, J- James has my big thing with Woodside. What's that? He's going to congest the defense. Yeah, but again, like here's here's what I say to congesting the defense. All Derrick Henry has to do is get past the, the second line, then he's gone. <laughs> so yeah. if the defense is congested, that means more home runs for Derrick Henry in a, in a way. 
because all he's going to do is break through and then nobody's catching him. Where if the safeties are playing back, then they at least have the opportunity to run down Derrick Henry uh, in a way. So more – look, I think a lot of people, Luke, are on uh, your side now that Matt Barkley is getting a lot of run here. There are still some Logan Woodsides. Uh, Jemai uh, coming in here with Logan Woodside because of the run game. Clayton says Logan Woodside. But a lot of Matt Barkleys are, are, are popping up. Uh, right here for for you, Luke. That's got to make you feel good. Vindicated for sure. Yeah. I, again, I never understood the like, like viscerality of the reaction to what I said last week. I just think he gives him a better chance to win. I don't think he's good. I think he's better. So what? So what needs? Here's an interesting development, though. Agent McCarron in Atlanta tears his ACL. Yeah, and we were we were talking about that on Saturday. If you cut Logan Woodside, he 100% becomes an Atlanta Falcon. Because, like you, yes, immediately. And so, um, th- how does that, do you have to think about that? I don't understand why, if you're already wanting to cut someone, the potential of them getting on another team would dissuade you from doing so. Well, but it's because you want them on your practice squad. Like, you still, because they're still going to have the, we think, right, the 16 man practice squad. And so you would like to be able to stash a quarterback there still. I, I think that's still the smart way to go because COVID's still a thing and it still will have an impact on the yeah. NFL season. You've got to have somebody you can protect. Yeah. because and, But they don't want to keep three quarterbacks on the 53. They do not want to do that. No, they're not, and they're not going to do that. Right. John Robinson so, has never done that. So do you keep Logan Woodside on the initial 53-man roster yeah. by cutting Matt Barkley and because of the no-practice-squad limitation – you try to sign Barkley on the practice squad after he clears waivers, and then maybe you flip him midseason, um, or you don't because you can still bring Barkley up if you need him. Like I still think it's it's yeah. It, I think the Atlanta situation absolutely changes it. Probably, yeah. I think you're probably right because. You, I think you absolutely could keep Barkley on the practice squad, but Woodside's gone. So even if you prefer Barkley, maybe because maybe because it's not that big of a, of a disparity, maybe you do do that, Austin, and and put him on the practice squad, and then and and Woodside only has that fifty three designation because he uh, uh, because he has this other opportunity, perhaps but you actually prefer Barkley. But if I'm Matt Barkley's agent, I hate that. Well, of course you do, because he's losing out on money. Yeah, and if I'm Matt Barkley, I don't like that. But, but you're, you tell, you're telling me you're, you're telling me I'm the backup, but I'm on the practice squad. Well, the other it, guy, it, you know. It's a, but it's a you can't afford to keep three. Matt Barkley understands this. He's been cut enough times to understand the situation. Does Matt Barkley want a job this year? Does he want to go, like, would he rather make, you know, 10 grand a week on the practice squad or make nothing sitting at home. Yeah. It's really interesting. You make the question. 10 grand a week. Yeah. And so if you're Matt Barkley, you want to be on a team because that just keeps your uh your career going and extends it just one more year. And mm-hmm. that's all you're just trying to get to that pension plan. And I don't know what level of pension Matt Barkley's in at all this already, but you're just trying to get there. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get there. Uh, Aaron says trade Woodside for Kyle Trask. God, he was terrible. Second round pick, Kyle Trask. 
That was that was weird. I, he was not good at no. all. All right, Luke, it is time for our bad sales job segment. Bad sales job every Monday. Luke and I will battle it out. It's Luke's last week for now on bad sales job because Zach will absolutely be here next Monday. So bad sales job time here on the show. But first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefits. Uh, you can create extra cash flows. Uh, by renting out your property instead of selling it. Selling it's a one-time transaction. Might be right for you, but you can uh, make long-term equity and long-term wealth by renting out your property and letting Renters Warehouse, the pros, do all of the work for you. Or if you're a rent it, renter and you want to find a new property across the mid-state, whatever location you're looking for, whatever type of home, whether it's a house, a townhome, an apartment, a condo, uh, a duplex, whatever it might be, they've got you. And that's renterswarehouse.com. And our friends at BetMGM have a great deal going on for you today. If you sign up for their app, you use the promo code A to Z100. You can put a $1 money line bet on a Braves or Yankees player to hit a home run tonight. And if it happens, that $1 becomes $100 with BetMGM, the king of sports books. All right. Bad sales job to wrap up this Monday show. Luke, uh, it's how do you, are you pre prepared for this? Do you have yeah. your bad sales job? Ready to go. All right, bring it to me. I'll let you go first, and then I'll and then I'll do uh, you. So you seem to think that Logan Woodside should perhaps make the Titans roster, right, to keep him away from the Atlanta Falcons. But Austin, I'm going to have you take it a step further. Why should he be the starting quarterback over Ryan Tannehill? I thought about doing this. I I thought about doing this because of your uh, anti Logan Woodside uh, take. <laughs> oh, oh, that, so you, that would have been fun. Do, do you have your uh, thirty second timer ready? Uh, yes, I will. In a, a second. you work on that, I'll prepare my phone's over there charging, so I have to go to YouTube. But we're yeah. good, we got it. You go to YouTube for a 30 second, don't you? Didn't your computer have an app that just counts? Probably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh man, <laughs> Jeez, you, even... you didn't have this much trouble with cutting AJ Brown last well, week. Well, that was an easier sales pitch. This is just really I thought um See, I I, I may I'm I was gonna give you Barkley, but Barkley you can make the experience argument. And, and yeah. you know, played well in college. Karen says today, I'm working on it, Karen. Okay, come on, this is tough. <laughs> Not easy. My God. Um, this is real tough. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even know direction because you can't cut him. It's it, the right tie says it's impossible. This this is literally impossible. Literally impossible. <laughs> I hope you've got a good one for me too. Yeah, I know. I got to think of something different now. <laughs> okay. The Titans should bench Ryan Tannehill for Logan Woodside at starting quarterback just because it's all about taking care of the football. 
Logan Woodside, very careful when it comes to uh, not forcing it into tight coverage, not throwing interceptions, and also not fumbling. Ryan Tannehill, he, remember he started off camp this year throwing five interceptions in the first five practices? He's had the turnover bug so far in camp. You cannot let that affect your Super Bowl window. So you got to go with a safe option, Logan Woodside. Exactly 30 seconds. Well done. Nicely done. I know what 30 seconds feels like. I got a good mental clock for that. So, <laughs> my God. All right. So, and you can't, like, I thought about the cut of Ryan Tannehill, but you can't save money because he's got so much dead money on his contract yeah, left that yeah, you can't yeah. do anything about it. All right. Uh, all right, Luke. Uh, you're going to have to sell me. And I, I got I to gotta give credit where credit is due. The chat helped me out on this one because I, I you up the ante. I had to go on the fly. Sell me, what, Luke. What were you going to have me sell first? I was I was going to have you sell sitting A.J. Brown for the year. Okay. For an, for With his knee injury. That's easy. Yeah. Um, but now I'm going to have you sell me on why Derrick Henry – did not deserve to be in the top 100. He should have been outside the top 100 players in the NFL. So you have 30 seconds to sell me on why Derrick Henry is not a top 100 player in the NFL. I'll go on your go. Okay. I just need. No, you can't can't Google anything. I can't Google a stat? Nope. (sighs) Nope. No sales material. That's a rule. Okay. Wow. So <laughs> why Derrick Henry is not a top 100 player in the NFL? And there was just one specific stat I was. Sorry, like, you can't have it. You have the ballpark. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I, uh, Thirty seconds Derek goes on you. Henry shouldn't have been in the top 100. Okay. Everyone knows that Derrick Henry's nickname is King Henry. Well, there's a new nickname that needs to be had for the king, and that is that Derrick Henry is nothing more than the volume king. Look, when you get that many carries in an NFL season, it's a problem if you don't rush for 2,000 yards. And look, I like Derrick Henry as much as the next guy, but he's too big. He, 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 he doesn't do enough with the carries that he gets, and he gets more of them than anyone else. This is not a guy that needs to revere. <laughs> you said he's too big. <laughs> oh, all right. So who won? All you gotta do is comment. Oh Luke yeah, I, I, sh- I could have gone with the the third down opinion. That yeah. would have been a, a good one too. <laughs> that was very funny. All right. So who wins, Austin or Luke? That's what you have to comment. Who wins, Austin or Luke? We both had near impossible jobs. The volume uh, king. I had to sell <laughs> the volume king. I had to sell why Logan Woodside should start over Tannehill, and uh, Luke had to sell why Derrick Henry is not a top 100 player in the NFL. All right, so I'm going to read up some comments. Alex says Austin. Uh, Aaron says somehow Austin won. Bimo says Austin. So all of a sudden, I'm up six in a row. Um, uh, seven in a row. Luke gets a vote there. Uh, looks like I'm going to win this one. Yeah, because Jeffrey yeah. says, you didn't even mention the top 100. Uh, so I think I think I won that one. The vo- volume king. Volume king would send me why he's top 10, maybe. The volume king was a good – it was a good uh, creative marketing ploy <laughs> of changing his nickname from King Henry to the volume king. All right, guys. That is our Monday show. Appreciate you guys being along for the ride. Uh, I thought it was a fun, bad sales job. <laughs> yeah. just, he's too big. He's just too big. 
<laughs> yeah. You all got right, a Luke. tough one. All right. Safe travels back from the state of Florida. Hopefully you do not also end up with COVID <laughs> as uh, Mike Vrabel got COVID in Florida. So yeah. just stay away from that. And uh, we'll see you later on in the week. Uh, and I'll be at practice at two o'clock around or around noon today when the Titans are back on the practice field. So we'll have coverage. Don't forget, follow our social media all over the place. And like Luke kind of dropped in the middle of the show, we do have some website news coming up soon. So Muddy says, what about website? Website news coming soon. We can't write. Nothing new is being written today. So <laughs> there's something's happening. So we'll let you, hopefully we'll be able to do that uh, tomorrow or at least Wednesday with the, with the website update. So we'll see you guys uh, later on and uh, have a great rest of your Monday.